It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. North South Connection podcast listening audience, friends, family. It's a celebration. It is uh, the holiday season, not Christmas, but it's WrestleMania season. Uh, Tim and Mark is coming to you here for viewers' choice, uh, exclusively on the North South Connection. Uh, Marcus, how are you this evening? We'll talk about it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need you to get through it. I need you to just get through the intro. Oh, I'll man. give you your chance. I'll give it to you. I'm good. Um, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm in a. Um, I feel like I'm waking up from a fever dream. Yeah, uh, but the dream was a two night, uh, a two night nightmare. You might say. No, it's not a nightmare. Uh, it wasn't a nightmare. No, it was actually a blast. Um, enjoyable weekend. Just uh, off the top, I thought. Um, yeah, man. When um when WWE is good, it's really good. Um, and I thought this weekend they were they were really good. Um. How you doing? I'm good, man. Life is great. I think WrestleMania did uh, did its thing. Um, now, I want to set the table. I want to make sure people understand where we're coming from for this. Um, if you're looking for us to give you some, some information in regards to like the other news that came out around this time period um, during WrestleMania in regards to the sale of WWE... That's not for us. We're not covering that. Um, that's going to be clotheslines and headlines. That's going to be probably a no-so special uh, live streaming event whenever it gets announced, whenever it's formal and done and dusted. So We do talk about it a little bit on our other podcast or on the soon-to-be-named network. Absolutely. Final Wrestling Place. If you, if you enjoy us here, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy us over there, too. Uh, we drop every week, Mondays at midnight. Um, on any podcatcher of choice, RSS feed, or it's soon to be named network.com. Um, so we're here just to talk the nuts and the bolts of uh, WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania going Hollywood. And um, Marcus, I'm going to ask you to run down the card for night one only, because I think we want to break this down into night one and night two, and then we'll kind of mash them all together and give our final results, our final verdicts, if you will. So, Absolutely. Night one. So night one, of course, is emanating from SoFi Stadium uh, in Inglewood, California. Inglewood. Uh, the home of the uh, the Chargers and the Rams. Go Chargers, go. Yeah, go to go to H for all I care. Uh, our Number opening one contest in the AFC West. <laughs> A bunch of no bums. chance in helmet. Uh, our opening contest for the weekend is Austin Theory versus John Cena for the United States title. Following that, we had the men's WrestleMania Tag Team Showcase, uh, which was a fatal four-way tag team match featuring the Street Profits, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, uh, Alpha Academy of Chad Gable and Otis, and the Viking Raiders of Eric and Ivar. Seth Rollins took on Logan Paul. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch took on Damage Control of EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey. 
We had Father vs. Son as Rey Mysterio took on Dominic Mysterio. Charlotte Flair took on the 2023 Women's Royal Rumble match winner, Rhea Ripley, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We had a bit of an impromptu contest as Pat McAfee de- defeated Mike The Miz. Oh, sorry, spoiler there. And uh, in our main event, we had the Usos defending the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship against Kevin Owens and Sam Zayn. That's right. And so let's talk about uh, our must-watch and our must-skip for night one. And um, I think we can maybe, like, unless we wanted to be super-duper nitpicky, I think night one is a must-watch event from beginning to end. I think if you if you're going to nitpick anything, I think the thing you could maybe skip, unfortunately, is the women's trios match um, with Trish, Becky, uh, Lita, Io. Dakota and and Bailey, um, but to me, I think that card will stand up against almost any other WrestleMania card for match quality. Um, I don't want to say. I, I will preface all of that by saying, while I think that there's good match quality, I don't think much of this feels like WrestleMania. It feels like this this feels like it's a dynamite SummerSlam. It feels like a A plus Survivor Series. Um but WrestleMania uh for me WrestleMania is about moments and for whatever reason I think it may be just me I missed a lot out on a lot of those moment momentous uh opportunities uh, in in night one, um, what do you think about night one as a whole? Like, am I off base? You seem a little uh, miffed by my statement. Um, I think I think WrestleMania night one this year, uh, WrestleMania Saturday. Uh, I think I had a good amount of moments. I just think it didn't like beat you over the head with them. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the moments weren't like bang bang bang. Like every match had a WrestleMania moment. I don't think that's the case. Um, and I think like also the the wrestling, the the wrestle part of WrestleMania on this night, this night was more about the wrestle, um, as opposed to the mania. Um, a lot of good matches. I think, I think if you are looking like, can I just put the show on and hit play and let it play all the way through? Absolutely. Right. You can you can totally hit play and let night one play all the way through. Um, and really not have a skippable moment. But if you're looking to shave some time off, I. I think I think you could just start with Ray versus Dominic Mysterio See, and I... carry on from there. I thought that was amazing. Um and not that like they had to do all that much. A lot of it was just like simple storytelling. Like they did the hard work in the build up to this. Right. So they didn't have to do all that much in the match and what they did do was done really well. See, I I, I... I can understand where you're coming from in regards to that, but I think that that discredits, uh, like a unsung hero of the entire WrestleMania event, and that's that men's four-way showcase. I did not care for that. 
at all. I thought this was this was the biggest proponent of a um, an undesired match over producing by leaps and bounds into a fun moment, a fun match. Um, typically in these matches, and I think it's something we'll talk about when we come to WrestleMania Sunday, um, the, the four teams in this match really came out and was, they didn't have this like air about them of like, oh, we should be on the card. It's like, okay, we're here. We're going to work and it's going to be, we're going to have fun and really Mm -hmm. pick the crowd up. And considering it was following maybe the worst match on the card for night one in Cena in theory, yeah, which is crazy to say, um, I think that that four-way does a really great job of resetting the arena and getting people excited again about WrestleMania leading into the remainder of the card. I mean, because right after that, you had the Logan Paul and Seth Rollins stuff. And then the only other thing in between where you want to pick the show up and me is the the the, the trios match that I said you could skip. So, um, but even then, it is it's one of those like it's it's not very often that I find myself finding a wrestling event that's like that really good music album. That you can just pop in and play mm-hmm. and watch all the way through or listen all the way through. That's what WrestleMania Night One is for me. Okay, well, since we can't necessarily agree on like where to start with the show, what are some matches that we can definitely both agree on that this is a must-watch? Um, I mean, I'm absolutely gonna say the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy and Jay Uso finally have the opportunity to main event. Um, to have, I mean, this is probably their best WrestleMania opportunity. Oh, yeah. Like, beyond main event. But if you look at the history of the Usos at WrestleMania, even though they've been, like, the one, number one or number two team in the WWE over the last ten years, mm-hmm. they've been relegated to pre-shows. Yeah. They've been stuck in multi-team, man, multi-person matches. Yeah, facing mismatch tag teams. Like... Last year at WrestleMania, they were opening the show and they blew out Rick Boogs' leg. Yeah. More on that later. Um, and now they they finally get to, in the midst of the greatest story being told in the WWE uh, with the bloodline, they have this opportunity to go out there and, yes, it's against a mismatched tag team, but it doesn't feel that way. Because we all know the history with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, brothers versus brothers, uh, the blood versus uh, the family you your the family you inherit versus the family you choose. Yeah. Um, this match hits more emotional beats than anything else. Technically, I think the match could have been better. Um, I think there's there was there's more meat on the bone mm-hmm. for this match, but emotionally it hit the beats that maybe the match missed and made up for that. It didn't have to be a perfect match in order to give the perfect result of, of what you feel from it. Um, it's incredible to think that this is the 
second time ever that a tag team match is main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's the first time the tag titles have ever been defended at WrestleMania. Same, main event, yeah. Main event, WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Um, Sami Zayn, the first Muslim American mm. to main event at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens uh, fitting his name in with the likes of Hogan, Savage, um, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, as people who have main evented back-to-back nights Mm -hmm. of WrestleMania. Um, And you can add an asterisk or not with night ones and night twos, but it's still a main event. The night closes. The check clears. The check clears. The night is over. The night is over and people have to come back. Yeah. So it is a a main event. Um, No, it's it's big of them. Um, And I'm glad you touched on the Usos too because, I mean, we've definitely seen the journey that those dudes have been on with the tag team titles. And, I mean, they couldn't get on the main show of, like, SummerSlam a lot of years. Um, there's a lot of pay-per-views if uh, you go back. And when me and JT go back for WWE War, uh, when we get to 16, 17, 18 even, uh, I think we're going to, you know, be covering or at least seeing a lot of Uso matches Uso matches on the Mountain Dew kickoff show. Um, those dudes have been on a journey. It's really cool to see them in this spot. The match itself, um, y- you knew the feeling you were going to have at the end of the match, but what they did was try to take you along with every emotion on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like starting a, um, a maze from the finish point. Um, that said, there is a lot of meat on the bone. I think these guys would have an amazing brawl, and I hope that we get one maybe at Backlash. Uh, that would be that'd be really cool. But yeah, tons of meat left on the bone for uh, for all four of these men. Um, more questions, I think, for the Usos coming out of night one and with the result of the conclusion of night two. Which we'll talk about. Which we will definitely talk about in a little bit. Um, yeah, very, very interested to see uh, where the Usos go from here. Um, what does a tag team title picture look like with Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens kind of being a... Um, I mean, they are, even though they're their best friends and, you know, neither have been champion recently in WWE. They're not who you think about when you think of, like, main event guys necessarily. Um, they're kind of like a superpower tag team. Mm-hmm. So um, where do we go from here? We just had a really high-level storyline that seems to have reached its apex, and everything that comes after is probably going to be like a sequel. Um, and you know, with sequels, my theory is take what you love, leave what you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, in the first version, you got everything you wanted out of it. Um, so yeah, interested, interested to see where we go from here. Um, for me, I, I definitely agree that that match is must watch. Um, another must watch for me, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, I'm definitely of the opinion, I think it would have been more thought-provoking. There would have been more roads for each of these characters to go down if Rhea would have went in there and stomped Charlotte out, mm-hmm. a la Brock at SummerSlam 14 with Cena. Right. Um, especially since on TV, 
Charlotte has been starting to get booed again. Um, and that's just that's just Charlotte Flair, right? That's the level of excellence that she has. It's naturally detestable. Um, there's a natural resentment uh, resentment to somebody with such a such a pedigree. So instead of like fighting against that, why don't you kind of lean into it and have Rhea just absolutely destroy Charlotte um, in short order? Now Rhea looks like a beast. Um, you kind of triple stamp the double stamp there. You complete her rehab, which has been going her character rehab. Uh, which they've been doing for the last like two years or so, and uh, has really taken off with Judgment Day. And then with Charlotte, you have a natural way to go with her kind of being a whiner, um, you know, getting beat up real quick, or maybe that gets her some sympathy uh, and the crowd gets back behind her because we've never really seen Charlotte be vulnerable. Uh, and that's why it's tough for, I think, the fans to get behind her for a sustained period of time. Um, but what we did get was... 20 plus minutes, um, 23 and a half minutes exactly, of a really, really excellent WWE style uh, main event match. And I don't like putting like men's, women's caveat on matches. Um, but as far as the women's division goes, and that's their language, I mean, this match is probably a, a top five women's match in WWE history, I would think. I'll save this news for. Oh, we got some news. Bit. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 fun for you. You don't okay. get to see this yet. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, I I firmly love Rhea and Charlotte. Um, I love that both of the women's matches did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about night two, but night one definitely, definitely delivered. Um, there are people who do believe. I'm. I think I'm also one of those people, who. Kind of who would have liked to have seen this main event, mm. um, even knowing what we got, um, because to me it's I, I'm I'm one of those uh, rule uh, I'm I'm like the rule police. Mm. You win the Royal Rumble, you main event WrestleMania. There's two Rumbles, there's two nights. One goes to the men. One goes to the ladies, make it so. And I get it that the rules don't state a main event match at WrestleMania. It's a title match at WrestleMania. But if it was important enough for you to win the Rumble, I think it should be important enough for you to be in the main event. And it's apples and oranges. Do I think... Can I feel like the women should have main evented and also they made the right call? And put the tag match in the main event? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, but that's probably because I think there's no wrong answer in the main event in the main event slotting. It's kind of one of those crystal ball moments. Like, how many times do we look back at certain WrestleMania matches? WrestleMania 18, right? Rock and Hogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you not put that on last? Uh, some people say Shawn and Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. How do you now put that on last? Well, here was a situation where you could have, like you said, followed the rules, followed the guidelines, followed the status quo, or you can look ahead into the crystal ball and you can obviously see that the emotional high point of the night is going to be Sammy, uh, Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens taking on the Usos. Right. And you also know that that match is going to deliver the goods without question. 
So, I, it, in my opinion, I think you you go with the best story. For sure. In for that sure. situation. And right. It's not that the women weren't going to have a match befitting the main event. I, I, that wasn't a concern at all. I don't think that they did, and it's not the women's fault, I don't think WWE did a good job in building the match towards WrestleMania. Yeah, they did not. They did not. Charlotte Flair's roads to WrestleMania are either punch you in the face, I'm getting arrested by the cops, or I respect you the entire way through the mania, through the mania build, and we never touch. Mm-hmm. This was the latter. Um, I also didn't want them to brawl and like do the do the police car mm-hmm. spot of somebody's hanging their head out of the windshield for the third time in a row, and Charlotte Flair big big boots them. Mm-hmm. It's a fun spot. It was fun when they did it to Ronnie. It was less fun. It, the, the return, the diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, I thought Charlotte and Rhea brought it, um, really delivered. Um, I want to actually give time to the match you brought up first, which was Dom and Ray. Okay. Um, this WrestleMania, or at least night one, is going to be remembered by me as a mania where I did not necessarily agree with the uh, decision of matches, but understanding that the matches were great. And I'm not going to let my desire for someone to win or lose uh, negatively impact how I feel about a match. Um, I wanted Dom to win because I wanted uh, a Judgment Day clean sweep. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, that did not happen. Actually, almost the exact opposite happens here at WrestleMania. Um, But I think this was a fantastic match. Dom and Ray have been planning this their entire lives. Um, Dom, for the first time in a while, looked very natural. Mm -hmm. He did not look like a move doer. He looked like a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And if if we were grading the 2022-2023 season of WWE for war, your most improved player is Dom Mysterio. Oh, without question. Like, if you picked anybody else, I would boycott the show. Well, it, what helps is when you give characters a story, the in-ring part is a lot easier. Right. As opposed to, hey, go out and have a really good match. Like, okay. How many other matches have to have a really good match on a card in, in WWE? Five? Six? Like, right. I, we, we talked about this a little bit, too. We're at the point in WWE where every match is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Like, structurally, every match should be good. Should be that two-and-a-half star replacement level type match. But that's because everyone here wants to be wrestlers. It's not like the 80s when you've got failed athletes and, like, bouncers and bodybuilders wrestling and, like, just brawling like everybody here wants to be a wrestler so of course the work's gonna be tight that's why like when we were talking about match grades off air i'm more strict on that because it's like to me you have to add more emotion into what you're calling five stars Mm -hmm. now because everything's so good yeah 
every if everything's tight, not everything can be five stars, Meltzer. Like the, the athleticism, the the move execution, all that stuff. It's at an all time high. And you can even like feign the struggle. Mm-hmm. You can. I don't want to use the word script, but you can like. You can you can feign the struggle. You can feign the journey that gets you through a match. Right. The formula to having like a four star match is is there. Like it's there for the taking for anybody who just wants to have like a three and a half four star match on any given night. Like mm-hmm. you follow just follow the tropes, the, follow the formula, um, go out there and kind of like regurgitate um, pretty much like a like a Sean Kurt Angle style match, right? Like. Do everything, kick out of everything, high look at keys, your hands. look at your hands, right? Lots of theatrics. And, like, that's not a judgment. That's just, like... That's wrestling. That's the formula, right. That, that's the, the, the modern-day formula, so... Um, yeah, I, I, I just thought the, the story going into this was really good. Um, and and the, the match, like, it gave me everything I wanted. Like, they didn't outthink... The story. They didn't try to outthink the room. They didn't get too cute. Like, what should have happened happened. It was a cool, feel good moment for Rey Mysterio. It doesn't look like he's done, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like everybody wanted to see Dom get beat up, like, and that's what happened. And uh, the the remaining members of the Mysterio family inside the ring, like, it was just, it was a cool night of appreciation for. Ray Mysterio, who is, we know, we we call him, you know, one of the greats, and at the same time, he's also, like, underrated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a weird bucket that he fits into. Um, but it was just a really cool night to, without some of the other megastars of WWE, right? No, no Rock, no Austin, uh, no Mr. Undertaker. Those guys weren't there. So it was really cool to just be able to focus on Rey Mysterio and reflect on his entire run from Mexico and to ECW, WCW, um, and then uh, in WWE. So that was cool, man. Um, but I think that sums up everything from night one for me, man. It was kind of those three matches. They were they were my uh, my my three must watches of the night. You ready to uh, talk about night two? I am, and I will read off night two's card because okay. I don't think you're going to be able to read through it without <laughs> cracking up. So, um, night one, we started off with uh, all the Homo sapiens, uh, Omas, uh, taking on Brock Lesnar. We have the women's Feudal Four Way Showcase match with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler taking on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. We had the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship as Gunther defended against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship was at stake as Bianca Belair took on Asuka. We had an impromptu singles match as Snoop Dogg uh, defeated The Miz. Um, we had our Hell in a Cell match as the Demon Finn Balor took on the Devil Brood Edge. And then in our main event of the evening for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns. Uh, defends the titles for the third straight WrestleMania against the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble winner, Cody Rhodes. Um, And I just want to get this out of the way. 
Um, Triple H confirmed on the press conference that Shane McMahon tore his quadricep um, in uh, his return to the WWE. A tradition. Unlike like any <laughs> other. <laughs> There's the Masters. There's the Fatal 4 One shining moment. R.I.P. Uh, T's and P's. Shane so, McMahon. So um, we're not going to be able to cover the Hell in a Cell match because um, Marcus mentally paused WrestleMania the minute the <laughs> impromptu match was over. Um, he had me laughing, making <laughs> giggle sounds that I've never made before. Um, my my insides hurt. My back hurt from laughing. Um, so, if you don't, if you don't recall what happened for this, um, <laughs> so the Miz and Snoopy the dog come out. They announce the combined attendance for WrestleMania 39 at 161,000 and some change. The Miz has some beef. With uh, Snoop Dogg, oh, uh, putting him in a bad place, putting him in a match in a $10,000 suit. Against Punter Pat. Against Punter Pat uh, for the brand. Um, and then Snoop Dogg said, my bad. And then come to find out, he didn't say my bad. He said my bag, which everybody knows what that means. And then here comes the money. Oh, man. Shane McMahon looking as only he can look. Uh, <laughs> Jacked and, and ripped and tanned. And in the best jersey to date. If we were doing a tier ranking of Shane McMahon jerseys, I think this one is at least in the A tier. But it might it, sneak up into S now. But it is also cursed. <laughs> because what happened afterwards, uh, Shane gets on the mic. He's blown up. He tells, he asks uh, LA what's up. Uh, they start to uh, fight. And the most... Uh, the purest striker in all of WWE, Shane McMahon, goes to work, and he uh, hits uh, the Miz with a combination platter of uh, punches in the corner, and then, uh oh, uh, Miz hits the ropes. Shane goes to drop down. Drop down. Miz runs over. Sh- Miz hits the ropes. Shane channels his sh- sting great Muda and does the leapfrog. What a Miz goes under greatest leapfrog in the history of the world. The problem was he had to land it, and he did. And when he did, his knee got smashed into oblivion, and he just crumbled so hard to the floor. Now, that's not where Marcus... Now, yes, Marcus is laughing at Shane McMahon just decimating his quadricep. But what he's also laughing at is the presence of mind of Snoop Dogg. What follows? <laughs> this whole this whole entire segment. If you didn't see it, I'm so sorry. I hope that you can find it. I'm pretty sure any existence of this is going to be scrubbed immediately. Uh, we're going to think that this is a Mandela effect. But for those of us fortunate enough to cherish this moment in time, this was, so, okay, before, before I give my recap, okay. So Shane blows out his quad. It looks like he breaks his leg or ankle. Um, I wasn't laughing at that. Yes, you were. <laughs> it wasn't that. Yes, you that's, were. That's, <laughs> yes, you were. 
Yes, you were. You liar. I know you. You're my best friend. I know what you're laughing at. We laugh at bad stuff. We're bad it's people. That, it's the situation. Yeah. It's a situation that you're doing a match with Mike the Miz that you've already done for 30 minutes in a last man standing match at WrestleMania 35. And now you're trying to run it back in like four minutes in a sprint when nobody asked for it. That's the funny part. But what proceeds is what I can only call the greatest segment in WrestleMania history. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shane McMahon on his back, <coughs> clasping, grasping, holding, trying to send for the power of the warrior. <laughs> His knee, which has already made the sacrifice. Ultimate sacrifice. We don't know what happened, but obviously it's something bad at the time. The referee is there. The medic hops in. Shane's down bad. Snoop Dogg. Snoopy D O double G to Poodle. On this night, was performing at a 99. Sliders turned up. Uh-huh. This man, Marcus Snoop Dogg. Marcus is crying, by the way. <laughs> Tears flowing down my face. His eyes are so red. No, I mean right now. He hops in the ring. Uh-huh. And he says, and I quote, You all right, cuz? At Shane McMahon, who is clearly not all right. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> and then asked Mike the Miz, how are you going to do my man like that? How you going to knock you, my man out? Like I, that? I, I knock him out like that. You going to knock him out like that? Throws a punch at Mike the Miz. Drops Boom, him. Boom, right on the kisser. Drops him. Is that the end? It's not the end. <laughs> We're still kind of scrambling. Um, you know, obviously light should have went up there. Music plays, right? Get uh, Snoop Dogg to pose. But no. What proceeds to happen is even greater because Mike the Miz gets back up. And the ref is telling Snoop Dogg. And Miz is talking to, like, Snoop Dogg from up on the canvas. And Miz gets back up. And they redo the take pretty much. But this time, like, Miz really sells the punch, right? Like, a clean knockout punch. Like, Tyson Dex uh, uh, Michaels, right? Boom. Miz is down in the middle of the ring. The referee is telling Snoop Dogg to go for the cover. Snoop Dogg has the presence of Like mind. Garrett Cole at a playoff game, shakes off the catcher. This man, Snoop Dogg, shook off the referee. And with the calmness, the composure, and the presence of the great one himself, this man proceeded to build up and drop one of the greatest people's elbows of all time. And then hooked the leg. He didn't hook the leg. He beat Mike Namiz <laughs> Mazanid. Let me remember it how I remember it. You're going to Mandela affect this. He beats Mike Namiz Mazanid in what I am calling the Haley's Comet of WrestleMania moments. <laughs> never see anything like this again in our lifetime. No, we'll never see it again. <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So rarely. Because everything in WWE is so 
so produced and rehearsed, and there is absolutely no way that nothing could ever go wrong. This went terrible. You're right, <laughs> But <laughs> what proceeded was one of the smoothest covers of all time. Why are you gonna do my best shade like that? <laughs> At WrestleMania, the Snoop case of the worlds. Snoop Dogg deserves his own wing of the Hall of Fame. Line it up. I am done with wrestlers calling matches. If Snoop Dogg can go out there and feed off the crowd and know exactly what to do and shake off the referee and drop the people's elbow, nobody ever needs to call a match ever again. That's just my opinion. Everybody should be working on the fly. If it's good enough for Snoop Dogg, it should be good enough for the product. What a moment in time. I'm really happy. As uh, I'm choking back tears, I'm really happy I got to share it with you. And I can't believe that what followed, I have no idea. What followed was supposed to be, I mean, this just like adds on to the irony or the magic of the whole three minutes. By the way, this match is must skip. No, it's if you can find, oh, you mean the, the match that followed? Yes. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm going to take Tim's word for it. Because uh, okay. I was mentally stuck on what we had just witnessed. And I felt like everybody else was just kind of like, all right, let's move on. Like, no, 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 no. We're not moving on. Like, did we all just, we all just witnessed that. So we tried to move on. Let me show you, let me tell you what we tried to move on with. WWE hired Russell Crowe to introduce <laughs> Hell in a Russell Crowe, they're doing a promotion. Was he like for- Master and Commander? Pope's Exorcist. This whole match was promoted by a movie called The Pope's Exorcism. What? Uh, yes. This is, a, this, is a, this is one of the $21 million activations. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So he, he calls out for... Uh, by the way, I'm just, I want to let everybody know. He, I watched all of what Tim is telling me. No. Do I remember a single thing that I saw? Absolutely not. No. My next memory is Stacy Keebler coming out on stage. That's I a great couldn't way to tell you what happened, the even though I was smell, staring at the television. The best smell and sauce in the world. Okay, All right. so Russell Crowe, Master and Commander. Yep, that's right. Uh, then Slayer South of Heaven plays. Not Metallica. It's Slayer South of Heaven. Oh boy, Forbidden Door. Yes, they announce Edge as Brood Edge. Full name. Full name First name on last the name? Tron. So Edge is officially his last name that he's been going by Correct. this whole time. Okay. Correct. He comes out wearing a Lady Gaga disco ball mask. Like Finn Balor has been wearing? No, worse. Oh, okay. And he has these uh, Ember Moon mechanical half- bat wings. Oh, not half armor. No, no, no. These are the robot wings. <laughs> Okay. So then the lights go out, the lights go out, the lights go out, they come back on, meddling gets the that 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 gotta have it. And then Edge is just Edge. He's regular Edge now. Regular Edge. Okay. Then we have the demon. The okay. demon comes out and he does his demon stuff. They cut away. And then they give him smoke bombs. What? And he's dancing with smoke bombs in slow motion. Why is he dancing? Well he's doing he's doing demon stuff. Shouldn't he be throwing them? No, you should, do smoke I would say he should be throwing them. But what if he launched them? Wouldn't that be dope? Awesome. <laughs> just section one seventeen is just coughing along. Um, he so he does all the demon stuff. He gets into the cage. 
bing, bing, bing. And in the process of this Hell in a Cell match, the demon goes for a small package what? and a schoolboy what? during the match. Then the demon also eats a flying ladder that busts him open so hard they have to numb his head and give him staples. And he loses by a concerto. You were living your best life revisiting Shane McMahon <laughs> just destroying his leg and Snoopy the dog dropping to people's elbow. <laughs> I think WrestleMania might have been better served if they, like, John Madden... Like, teletroned the entire Shane Snoop Miz angle for 30 minutes instead of giving us the edge match. I can't imagine. You've had this feud going for... A year. A year. Like, Judgment Day started at last year's WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So you have this story culminating year to year. And what precedes it is... So unfathomable. So deplorable. So unbelievable. And you still have to go out there and now convince me that what you're about to do in this giant cage is more harmful than what I just saw on a leapfrog. That's why I was out, man. And they stopped the match to try to bust up or try to tape up uh, the demon? Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I get it. That's the way it's got to be. I'm all about athlete safety. That's cool. But it's just weird that they're like, oh, this is the, this is the, the worst match that you could be in. It takes years off your career. It could end your life. It could... Uh, maim your body, but don't accidentally get cut or else we have to stop the full match to tape it back up. Which, it's good. It's good, right? We don't need people bleeding hard way necessarily. I don't know, man. It might be good for the business. I think it's good for the business. Um, What's better for the business? Shade McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... The first, so now we can seriously talk about night two of WrestleMania because I think Marcus got the most out of his system. Have you or no? It's old. I. It's not gone, but I can move. I can try to move on because we're gonna talk about stuff. We're gonna talk about stuff that happened. Uh, BSM before <laughs> Shane McMahon, and then after Hell in a Cell. Okay. So, um, must skip. Uh, <laughs> everything until Asuka Bianca. Um, or sorry, that's that's very not fair. Uh, the first two matches are, are just die die die, right? Um, the match. Um, Brock and Omos. Oh It's man. fun. I thought that was dope. It's not must watch though, but like it is really fun if you just like if you like like classic pro wrestling, but you like it on like fast forward. That's this. That's this match. Um, bravo. I thought it was well done. Uh, real quick takeaway. I think I realized this about Omos finally. Uh, we talked about it live. Um, the reason he's not clicking is because they're pushing him as like this monster and he has to be serious. But watching his media outside of what we see on WWE TV, 
he has a cool and quiet natural charisma about him and a magnetism. And the problem is that this guy is less Andre the Giant and a lot more Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. And until somebody finally realizes that, hey, this is a smooth dude that can talk a little bit and has a cool swagger about him, this dude's going to be doomed because it's just not clicking. But it's not clicking because he's trying to be forced into something that he's not. Right. No, for sure. Um, the women's match, the women's the women's uh, showcase match, not good mm. at all. Um just if you like matches where everybody feels like they're underwater, this is for you. Um, but the Intercontinental title match is awesome. Yeah, here we go. Um, you talk about big men slapping meats. These aren't like gigantic men slapping meats, but this is it's a lot of punching. It's a lot of hitting. Um, this is my speed. Um, all about it. Cool. Uh, spoiler alert, I thought it was really awesome of uh, Walter slash Gunther to retain. Because while he's been an Intercontinental Champion for like 500 days or something like that. 290-something. Okay. I could, outside of the Sheamus match at Clash at the Castle, I couldn't tell you a single match that he's had. I couldn't tell you a single feud that he's had. And maybe that's because I haven't been super connected to WWE TV. But I just feel like this has been a really empty Intercontinental title reign. That's kind of been long by circumstance for the sake of being long. But now he's got like a marquee win under his belt. And now I'm like, okay, let's go off to the races with this dude. And let's see what kind of stories we can get him in. Um, A really refreshing style of match. I thought so too. I really wanted Sheamus to win here. Just so he can like, you know, hashtag finish the story. But... Gunther getting the statement victory here um, was rather nice. Um, also, it kind of feels like the tale of two rumbles. We'll talk about that as we compare. Um, but Asuka and um, Asuka and Bianca equally as great as Rhea Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but it gives you a bit different. Like this felt like a struggle. Like um, they felt very much like equals, but. Uh, Bianca doing that big strong girl stuff uh, when it mattered, you know. Uh, Bianca's o at three and o in title matches. Um, she or three and o at WrestleMania, three and o in WrestleMania title matches. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> going back to back defending the title at WrestleMania. Well, she she wanted it Mania. And yeah, then, wanted it thirty seven, and then and... retained it here. Yeah, one at 37 and one at 38. But she lost it in between 37 and Right, yeah, SummerSlam. So she wins it back at 38, mm-hmm. and then she retains it here at 39. Yeah. Um, fantastic match, fantastic entrances by both. This match is must-watch. Definitely. Uh, um, and then the main event. And I don't want to feel like we're just jumping ahead, but also, like, bear with us. It's a late night. <laughs> we're trying to, to get through stuff. And give time where we can, um, but the main event, Roman Cody. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, Roman has mastered the WWE main event style. Mm-hmm. We said it the last <laughs> time here on Viewer's Choice when we were watching uh, Elimination Chamber. 
Um, he does it here again. Cody absolutely holds up his end of the bargain. Fantastic match. Um, much like the main event from night one, there's a lot of meat left on the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprisingly, Roman successfully defends the title for a third straight WrestleMania. Yeah, unprecedented. Unprecedented. Um, Michael Cole said something on commentary that can come off as hyperbole, but I'm going to triple stamp the double stamp. They said, he said that this reign of Roman Reigns is the greatest of the modern era, but after tonight, this could be the greatest reign of all time. Mm-hmm. And I am in that camp. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the greatest title reign of all time. From the eyeballs, from the quality, from what it means. Roman Reigns has had three three consecutive billion-dollar revenue-making years for the company. Mm-hmm. The company has grown exponentially each year with Roman Reigns at the top. Yeah. And whether you want to discredit him or discredit that by pointing out that the company now is bigger than the superstars and that the company is too big too big to fail and that it's it's about the brand it's about the logo as opposed to the superstars that's valid but also the result here is the result and that is that Roman Reigns has been at the top of the marquee for three of the most like the three most successful years of WWE financially and also in ring wise we're on a different stratosphere with these main events Right, like Roman Reigns is, Roman Reigns is untouchable. With this reign, he's probably going to make it <laughs> to a full thousand yep. day reign, um, unless he defends it at in Puerto Rico, which I don't think he does, because um, Puerto Rico is thirty days away, so that'll put him at nine seventy. Um, you get past King Queen in the ring, that's another 30, so that puts him at the 1,000, which then gives us money in the bank. Mm-hmm. So, hypothetically, I think Roman may be safe until money in the bank, unless there's some hijinks and shenanigans that take place on Monday on Raw, but I highly doubt that. Yeah. Um, either way, I thought the match was fantastic. Um, I, I do, I do want to... I will nitpick a little in the creativity department. Um, WWE is really crutching hard on the numbers game lately with uh, the bloodline. And it works for me, but I can definitely see where it doesn't work for everybody else. And I would like to see them try something. Um... I get you don't want to beat him clean. You don't want to beat Cody clean in his first loss since coming back to WWE. Um, But also the way you kind of did it was... It was fair. Like, there was a story behind (laughs) it because Solo and Cody had built something over the last couple of weeks on WWE television if you cared to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, But in either way, man, Roman's the GOAT. Best of all time. Greatest WWE champion of all time. Greatest WWE superstar of all time. 
I know that if you guys looked at the GWWE results, you saw that Roman's highest vote was three. as because I didn't send in my ballot because I was a dummy and I didn't do it. But Roman's number one. Everybody else is wrong. Um, and, you know, that they will smile on me later when I'm right at the end of the day. But um, it's... As a person who has been on what I've called the nightmare narcotic, uh, being very unapologetically into Cody Rhodes, I'm happy beyond belief that Roman Reigns retained at 39. Um, If for anything, to know that we're going to get a full year of the rebuild for Cody, I'm projecting... uh, I project that there's a run back. I think we're going to, you know, refinish the story. We're going to double it up. The ending <laughs> shot of WrestleMania 39 felt very similar to the ending shot of WrestleMania 28. Yeah. Um, this is once in a lifetime again, uh, especially since Cody Rhodes loves to, um, at any given moment, his favorite wrestler of all time is either uh, John Cena, Triple H, or Sting. Mm-hmm. And since Sting doesn't work there anymore, and Triple H doesn't wrestle anymore, and John Cena was on the card, he's going to go John Cena this time. And uh, it definitely felt once in a lifetime. I think that we run it back. I think Cody wins the Rumble from number one, and we get Cody Roman at WrestleMania 40, uh, where it all begins again again. Um, but... Not to, like, fantasy book. This match is must-watch. Um, as is most of everything with Roman Reigns for us. Um, but what do you think about the main event? Uh, I, I really appreciated the different style of match that the, the main event represented. Um, there's just some cliches that they fell into with uh, some of Cody's work. It's a lot of a lot of cutoffs off of the going for the Cody cutter or the the disaster kick. Um, but as he continues to get ingrained into the WWE style, um, you know his game will hopefully change, um, and then some spots will be freshened up that already seem a little stale. I'm just amazed, I think, um, by this run of Roman. It's it's just, it's like filet mignon, man. Every, and I don't get sick of it. Um, I do think that um, with Rocky Three being in the uh, wrestling Twitter talk. Um, zeitgeist. Zeitgeist for the last couple of weeks. Um I wonder if Cody has been um, the Jordan Peele sweating emoji or a sweating gif. Um, because the build-up to Cody winning um, it just seemed like kind of a given. Whereas Clubber Lang here, he's n- the roles are reversed a little bit. He's not an underdog, right? Like Cody seemed like such a favorite. Uh, just because he had all of the WWE tropes behind him. Um, and I think instead of, whereas the Rocky Three played out in a couple weeks on another company's programming, Rocky Three might play out over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that also fully realizing that we're both sports guys. For instance, I'll just take Super Bowl 54 
Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. What a great game that was. Two incredible teams. As soon as the game is over, you go to the analysts. What are your predictions for next year? Chiefs 49ers, right? The problem is you have a full season in between then. And we have essentially a full season of WWE before we get to WrestleMania 40. There's going to be injuries. Um, If they care to listen to the crowd, I'm sure the crowd is going to get behind some new favorites. Um, This is a true test, I think, which is what I really want to see out of Cody. Um, I'm of the camp that a lot of his ovation is, yay, it's something we're familiar with, but it's also something new. Um, I think he still has a lot of, from the, the smarter, smarkier WWE fans, hey, it's an AEW guy coming to WWE. I think that the injury um, bought him a lot of time, and it made him a little bit vulnerable, uh, which I don't know if we would have seen him really be vulnerable uh, had he not missed so much time due to injury. Mm-hmm. So now I want to see, okay, let's see what we got. Um, what's the booking going to look like? How's he going to handle it? Um, and what else can he do other than come in, beat everybody, and, and win the belt? Um, that's what I'm interested in. My prediction, I'm already really looking forward to SummerSlam. And I'm really hoping, call my shot now, Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan, I want to see Roman Reigns versus the Viper, Randy Orton. Uh, if the, Roman's, if 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 Randy is indeed back, right? The you know rumored to be coming back soon. Um, it's the match that you know we were supposed to get at last year's SummerSlam, mm-hmm. uh, and and Randy went out injured shortly before then. Um, I think when you look at Roman's run and his opponents, to me Orton is a clear glaring omission. On that list, mm-hmm. um, I'd love to see them. I don't know about a full series, but I'd love to see them have at least two matches uh, with a little bit of time in between the matches. Um, but yeah, man, that's what I want to get to: uh, Randy versus Roman to see if the Legend Killer still got it. Um, now that he is the Legend, I think there's a lot of good WWE storytelling to be done there. And uh, that's my that's my only wish this year. I mean, you got the wish you did know you <laughs> wanted uh, earlier tonight, but um, let's put a bow on um, on everything here. We can only pick two matches that are must watch from the entire WrestleMania. Um, it's both main events, right? Who? Um... One oh man, um, hmm, that's tough. That is really tough. Um, or do you want to say the big four? I think two from each night is good. I okay. think I think both women's titles matches. Yes, and both main events. I agree. Yeah, like those are four really solid WrestleMania matches. Um, WrestleMania night one is. I, I like the way you put it. It put the wrestle in WrestleMania, and night two put the mania in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. sure in more did. in more ways than one. <laughs> sure did. Um, Yaika. Um, <laughs> Yaika. 
Um, but do we have an MVP of the night? And it can't be Shane McMahon. <laughs> or Snoop. It can't be Snoop Dogg for working on the fly. Um, my MVP of the night, um, I mean, it's got to go, to me, it goes off off of the back this whole weekend, uh, two nights, over 161,000 tickets moved. That's off the back of one man who you knew was going to be in this spot at this time last year when tickets went on sale. Got to throw up the one, capping off another tremendous year as our WWE champ, the big dog, the tribal chief, Mr. Uaa, Mr. Smash'em Stack'em, chasing ghosts, running down Bruno, it is Roman Reigns. Without question. Without question. I think a close second to me is... Bianca Belair. Mm, okay. Uh, My close second is uh, Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, but in either event, you can't go wrong. Um, at the end, I think this is the top half WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely not going to be regarded as one of the greats of greatest manias of all time. But I think there's a lot of solid work here. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious to see how this stacks up when you get around to it for WWE War. Um, now that this year is officially stamped, it can get added to the long list of of uh, years, um, seasons by year that you're doing. So looking forward to that when it eventually happens. Um, I think that covers everything we're going to talk about here. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us for the long episode of Viewer's Choice, uh, where we break down every WWE and AEW pay-per-view and tell you what's must-watch, what's must-skip, and who your MVP is. Um be sure to check out everything on NorthSouthConnection.com. Uh, like and subscribe and ring the notification bell for our YouTube channel where we post content almost daily. Um, both Marcus and I have WrestleMania tier lists as well as uh, Aaron and JT and a couple others on the network as well. Um, so definitely follow us wherever you can if you aren't already. We appreciate you guys. Um, as mentioned before, Check us out over on the North South Connect, or not the North South Connection. Check us out over on uh, the Studio Name Network for Final Wrestling Place, uh, where Marcus and I every week uh, talk about uh, different things in professional wrestling uh, from years gone by and put them in either the good place or the bad place. Um, a shout out to our friends over at At Odds with Wrestling, at We Need Wrestling, and of course our friends over at 3CT. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you guys so much for for joining us again. And we will be back here for WWE Backlash. That's right, May 6th. Puerto Rico. But uh, remember, no matter what we say, no matter how it all breaks down, even if we got to call it on the fly, uh, always remember. (laughs) The choice is yours. You all right, (laughs) cuh? You want to do me like that? (laughs) 